Before we start, we would like to inform you that this podcast contains subject matter around mental health and suicide. So fair warning to not listen if those subjects are really triggering for you. If you're in need of help, please reach out for support. You are not alone. We have gathered some resources and we'll put them in the podcast description. Welcome to Type A, Type K with Akanksha and Catherine. A podcast about marketing, mental health, and men. Okay, so, <laughs> so we're back. Hey! Hey again! Not like we didn't talk before this at all, but at hi. All. No! <laughs> um, back for, I guess this is podcast number... Whichever number it is, I'm not even keeping track anymore. No, but... Five. Five? So. Four or five? Five. Five. Really? Yeah, five. Wow, we really need to launch this podcast. Yeah. Today is the day we're doing yeah. that. Yeah, probably. Um, and today I think it kind of marks to what it is. Like it's World Mental Health Day. And yeah. then that's what I think overall what we're arching for. Yeah, no, it, it's part of the like the, the three kind of tiers we have. Marketing, yeah, mental health. health. And men. men. <laughs> but mental health, it, yeah. it, it's, it encompasses every part of our... Yeah. Every part of our lives. Especially, I think, that's where we connected as well. Mm. Because... One of the things that we yeah. really connected on. Definitely. And then, uh, I was just about to say, like, we were talking about our jobs, which is, like, marketing. We talked about men. <laughs> Again, we did like before this podcast. Before started. the podcast. Before the not, podcast, not, it's like not officially on the podcast. Not officially on the podcast, but um, then I think it's a good place to start talking about like the mental health, our journeys with it, and like just um, what initiated the conversation towards mental health for both of us. Um, and I think the, the interesting thing which I wanted, and especially I wanted to speak about this week was I saw Catherine's Instagram post, oh, sorry, Instagram stories, where she asked a very interesting question. I was like, what was it? Like, um, what human emotion do you wish was more accepted in society? Yeah, which kind of made me think how much of it is related to, like, what emotions we feel, like, how much of it depends on the mental health or the mental place that we are in and it just made me wonder as to like why did you want to post that question to like oh, out in the good, open good question yeah um well first i'm excited because we've grown up in you grew up in india i grew up in canada and like different kind of upbringings i think is really interesting and also the fact that mental health it also incorporates like when we talk about men mental health comes into it when oh, we talk yeah. about marketing that also comes into it because they, it is so interconnected. Um, but to your question, why did I want to ask? Well, I find like what I do really like about Instagram and what I'm trying to do more because I do. It's funny. Ugh, wow. Mental, it, it just blows my mind sometimes. But I, I do want to, you know, build up my Instagram or make a personal brand for mm -hmm. myself. And one of those things is I want to be more open and honest with how I'm feeling and talking about mental health. Mm -hmm. And. I don't know why. I actually can't remember why that that um, that that uh, question came up in my head. But it was just one of those things where I was like, you know, there's things that I hide in myself and I shame myself for or blame other people for, mm -hmm. but they're just so real and natural and raw mm -hmm. and it's being human. Yeah. But they're they're shamed and they're they're kind of we're told to hide them yeah. for X, Y, and Z reasons. Mm -hmm. And 
it's not like I just experienced it. That's that's a universal experience for all humans because mm-hmm. of society and cultural boxes that we we've put in place. We, we put in place. Yeah. You know. Yeah, makes sense. But then it, for me, I think it was a very interesting, and I think it was in the middle of the day, and it kind of made me think about like just how that simple question can be different for everyone and mm-hmm. depending on their life experiences yeah. and i think when you shared the responses of everyone else i was taken back by oh for some emotions for me are like that's not something like i i feel they're much more acceptable out in yeah. society but for other pe- from other person's perspective it's not they're not yeah and then it made me go whoa yeah that's something that i think everyone struggles with mm-hmm. there are some part of our emotions or some part of our mental health that we feel that it's either not relatable or it's something that no one else feels but then i i strongly think there's someone out there who either feels the same way that you are feeling and you're what you are going through and that kind of like made me really realize oh you're not in this alone yeah i really i kind of wish that you know we're recording on my phone right now otherwise i would does like iphone like happen like you can still record and then go back i don't know like yeah i, I can okay i'm an android girl and i'm gonna bring yeah this yeah no but i don't <laughs> yeah no, i i'm just gonna leave it because i don't want to mess with it but i'm trying to recall some of the things like people said mm-hmm. like i think you know uh rage and like fury oh, and yeah. anger was one. Oh yeah um uh, I think sadness was another. It, yeah. They did seem to like stem around these like you know Core anxiety, mm-hmm. depression. Oh yeah, uh, anger. I think I I responded, but my response was sorry. Um, fear of failure, which I think is so me. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, definitely. Like anyone who shows vulnerability or any kind of failure, or if anyone puts anything out out there like that, they're immediately deemed as. So, but my question to you is, how do you view others when they fail? How do I view them? Yeah, like if somebody I, fails, I think it's part of their journey. <laughs> Which is very hypocritical. Because. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I know. I know why you asked me that question. Yeah. Yeah. I get <laughs> I get that. Yeah. So I was like, I think for me, when I think I also sat, saw anxiety in that. And I was, I, from my perspective, I openly talk about anxiety. Like I am very open to that because I deal with it. But when someone says that it's not acceptable, or it's an emotion that people don't accept that much. And I'm like, from my perspective, no, 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 people do accept it. But if I look at it from their perspective, they still feel that these mental health issues are not openly accepted or these emotions that they're feeling, they're not, they're not considered or they're not validated or they're mm-hmm. not, like they have their own struggles with that. Yeah. And I, I also think it's about too, like, like you're saying, we eat. Every individual has their own things which they feel uncomfortable, kind of exposing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they feel like they're going to be judged. Um, and I, part of this whole thing, I also think, is like also just 
it's kind of an inner journey and an outer journey where it's like certain things should just be normal to talk about and it's like not not no big deal is made of it because I even find sometimes when I've posted about because I've probably started sharing stuff about mental health since 2015 mm-hmm. every like Bell Let's Talk Day I used to share something 2014 2015 and then I started I was like a public speaker for a mental health uh, organization yeah. and like but some the response I get that I dislike the most actually is when somebody pities you. It's they kind of like they're like, oh, like, you know, they, like that was so courageous for you sharing and stuff. And it bothers me so much because I'm like, but it's not. It's just like it shouldn't be viewed as this like, oh, wow, you're so strong. It's just it. it, it I feel like it should just be normalized and be like, yeah, thanks. Like just just like any other emotion. Yeah. That it should be treated the same instead of like you know being scared to talk about or praising it or even like suicide that's that was Mm -hmm. um there was suicide awareness or month I think September and even just talking about that and realizing that you know you don't have to be scared to talk about it's actually better to talk about it because you could like save lives it it doesn't force somebody into it it's just it actually makes it better yeah I I think it makes them aware that maybe they're not the only ones who are feeling that. Mm-hmm. I think your question actually made me realize, oh, I'm also feeling this and there are other people who also ag- almost like agree to it or maybe they're on the same journey as I am. Mm-hmm. Or similar. Similar. And or, they're feeling the same way. Or may- and a different emotion, but the same journey. You yeah. know, it's like dealing with the, the same fear of showing yeah. that. So, uh, what would you say, like, what is... How do you... How do you deal with uh, feeling that that, like for you, it's the fear Mm -hmm. of failure. How do you deal with feeling like that is something you can't expose? Because I think... Like, how how do you, how do you, when when it happens, Mm -hmm. what do you do? Like, how do you deal with it? I think the normal societal response of A is never show weakness, so never seem or come off as that you've failed Mm. somehow make it a story where either you're in the process of learning as everyone says or you default into saying no 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 I didn't fail Mm. you just like backtrack and then can I challenge you on the the it's a process of learning but isn't that what it is isn't that how it it should be it is, but I think it's more to do with self-realizing that it's a process than mm. someone else telling me, oh, it's a process, it's okay, you haven't failed yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's more from who's telling me, whether whether it's internally yeah. realizing that, that it's a process, and whether this works out or not right now, it's okay, I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to move forward. As much of an external verbalizing it, in a defense mode. Yes, yes, okay. Where you are just like you're you're saying it like you're saying like you know and be like, oh like it's a it's a learning process as a defense rather than actually really solely yeah. feeling it and believing it and embracing that. Yes. And but then, just it's something that oh you're supposed to say. Yeah. And then internally you're yeah. feeling, oh crap, I failed. Yeah. Whereas my my mouth would be saying, No, it's a process, whereas internally I would be feeling like, oh crap, I failed. And I think it also stems from anyone, I think, not having enough stories out there. And that's, I think that's what everyone is. Like, everyone is so focused on having that success story. Mm -hmm. 
and everyone just focuses on that and yeah. no one really talks about like there are very few people out there who are actually talking about like how much they have failed yeah I feel like I totally agree that that's a conversation that needs to be had more and embraced more yeah and it, it, it's I, it's funny because that's something that I feel like I'm actually I, I was it was never for me it was never something that I felt you know this is how it goes back to like exactly. you know we each have different things yeah it was never something that I felt um, was a challenge for me but I did realize that, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not really embracing it. Now I'm starting to feel like I'm trying to embrace failure as much as possible. Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting, you know, it's it's something for you that is so taboo. But for me, it's just like. Yeah. So that I think that right there is an example of what you're talking about yeah. in terms of um, like how, how it's different, different for, each, for each, each individual. individual. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Jinx. <laughs> um. So I I think just moving forward in terms of like mental health and your experience, like I want to know what your experience is in terms of when you tell about your either struggles or you just like how you deal with your mental health and when you open up to people. Yeah. What is it? Like what's your experience? Yeah. Just like your experience, your their general reaction, their form of communication. Like how think- do you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and this definitely relates to... Because my answer to that question was mm-hmm. depression and, like, sadness. Because yeah. I find that extremely hard to express. Yeah. Even though I can talk about it, mm-hmm. but I can't express it in the yeah. moment. Because I'm, like, I don't want to be that depressed girl and be sad. Like, I don't... I do not want to be that. And therefore, I do not embrace it. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, part of me is like, well, I guess maybe I should embrace it. Now, after having this conversation, I was like, well, like, I should just be sad and it's fine. But easier said than done mm-hmm. um i guess my the way i kind of um I, I, it, my i feel like it's many it's integrated in many different ways like mm-hmm. instantly substance use comes into the conversation like mm-hmm. drugs and alcohol because i used to drink and use drugs quite heavily until 2017 mm-hmm. and that made my mental health even worse mm-hmm. um went through periods of deep depression, anxiety, paranoia, mm-hmm. and was like really, really bad at the like beginning university. And that's when I tried to start to quit alcohol and using drugs. Um, and then since then, it's been, I, I feel like it's just like a constant, like it's just something that's always there. Mm-hmm. It's never, I'm never always on a high or really good. I definitely have more good days now than I used to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like I've turned my addiction to other things than just substance. I feel like now sometimes it's more focused on um, producing. And in that sense, I mean like work, like, you know, doing right now in school, part of an act is doing a podcast, doing my art, trying to hang out with friends, trying to, you know, build a relationship with a significant other. I'm like trying to fill myself with all these other things. I'm like, is it really working? Um, but but now I'm I'm so much more... Before, I was never able to talk about mental health and not cry, and now I can just talk about it, and it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. I've healed from it. Um, but it was... It was definitely, like, a... a it, it, it was a... I want to say it was a long dream, but it's, like, an ongoing... Yeah. It's ongoing, and it's forever a thing. Forever, yeah. Um, 
because I, I feel like, you know, in summary, you can kind of summarize it up, but there are all these, there are so many stories and moments mm-hmm. in between that are so defining and impactful. And now I feel like now I feel like more I'm on this journey to healing, mm-hmm. whereas before it was a journey to escape, you know, mm-hmm. even travel. Like I was always trying to escape mm-hmm. drugs, substance, trying to escape sex, trying to escape. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like undoing all this, all this shit that I've literally done to myself. Mm-hmm. But at, at the same time, I can't even blame myself because I was like, it started as a as a I was a kid, you know. I yeah. was probably 14 when when it started to happen, but even before that as a kid like being picked on and bullied and mm-hmm. excluded, those are like the begin those are like the first sad moments, building the building blocks. Yeah, those mm-hmm. were the first building blocks and then it just kind of escalated to there and it's like sometimes it's like how the fuck did I get here? But I also know that like better places do exist and you can live like really mentally well and that's kind of what I'm mm-hmm. striving for now is to like not not this idea of happiness just be able to accept and move through emotions and just feel that yeah. be ex- have the human experience and not suppress my mm-hmm. depression and suppress my sadness or mm-hmm. escape from anything but just feel mm-hmm. feel everything so and like and I want like when you when you were talking about so when you say you have like started talking about like mental health 2014 15 yeah so like what was like the first or initial conversations that you had with people and like i just want to know what kind of response they had because for me yeah. i think my mental health journey also relates to how people have responded to me mm. wow yeah when i, I opened up yeah about why don't you you tell me tell me Answer sure. the same question I did, and then so, let's then let's move into the yeah, so, response. Like, I think I might not go into like very specific details. So for me, when people say 2020 is bad, I'm like, nah. 2019 was shit for me. Like, beginning of the year to like, I decided I need to move to Canada. Like, I have to do something for myself. So that phase in itself was like super shit for me. So I think my, I think I've always struggled with feeling too much. Like. But um, coming from a society where, like, girls are supposed to act certain way, behave certain way, I've never really figured myself out in that scenario because I was, I could never really relate to that image. Um, plus, my mother has raised, raised me super independent. Like, she's, like... And she's given me, like, those values in terms of, like, you have to have your own... You have to be your own self. So coming from that... so. Beginning of 2019, shit year started, escalated. There was stress, there was tension. So I associated stress with being like, okay, I am anxious. I am, I like, I think my anxiety comes with fear. I think it's, it stems in fear of failure or looking bad or coming off as incompetent or something like that. I think my anxiety is very rooted in those core emotions Um, so going to 2019 midway super stressful situation super super bad I come home one day it's bad Um, I go to my room and this is gonna sound very funny there I hate lizards I absolutely hate them there's a lizard in my room I it's almost like that one drop which spills everything and that was it I came out of my room I think I went on my knee and I started crying and I was like okay this is bullshit 
that's not supposed to bother me that much. Mm. My parents didn't understand anything I was going. They just thought that my initial reaction was just to that <laughs> insect. Mm-hmm. I come and they like it goes away. It's fine. I come back to my room and I'm still feeling that heavy feeling. Mm-hmm. I enter into my bathroom. I close myself. And that's when I had my first panic attack where I just could not breathe. I was breathing so hard as if there's no air in the room. I fall down to the floor. I somehow, it goes on for like a good 15 minutes and I somehow bring myself back into the situation where, okay, I need to, this is something which is way beyond what I can manage in terms of stress and whatever is going on. I go out and I can't speak to my parents what I what I just experienced because in my head they will never understand mm-hmm. they will never understand and I think it also comes from because they have never spoken about it like mental health mm-hmm. was never a part of their conversation or their way of living so that happens a week later I have another one similar situation a drop and then I reach out things happen and then I decide that I want to come back to India. So in terms of the conversation part, sorry, that had to be a build up to me leading to so I deal with these the these two situations. I'm like, okay, I have some problem. I need to address this. So I decide, okay, I need to step away from whatever this is and look up, look something for myself. I decide to come to Canada and everything. So obviously there's financials involved. As I'm signing my loan paper, mortgage papers, I almost like have an anxiety jitter. I literally go like this while I was signing. Yeah, you told me this. Yeah. And the reaction that I got was not the most ideal. So my parents took it in a way that it's their fault that I'm behaving this way, where I was like, even though the situations might be somehow related to them, it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. It's no one's fault. But that communication where I felt as if I was being blamed, mm-hmm. it, that might not have been their intention, but it almost felt like I've been blamed for it, kind of changed the way I approach it. Mm-hmm. And it made mm-hmm. me open about... I don't care about what people think. I'm going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. And whoever whoever's going to live in immediate surroundings with me needs to know that this happens. Mm-hmm. Because in the, in the part of the conversation or the communication which happened while I had the anxiety jitter was like, how do you think others, other people will feel when you're going through this process, when it, whatever you're going through, when they see you? And I'm like, but that's not their problem. That's my problem. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying my best to deal with it. But from their perspective, it almost came from what would the other person feel? Saying what mm-hmm. what they are feeling. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I need to start speaking about so that other people don't catch me in a position that they are not aware of my situation. Mm-hmm. And it comes like a bang to them. Mm. So I think... My approach to mental health, anxiety, depression to a certain extent stems from me not getting the most appropriate mm, yes, okay. reaction. Yeah. The understanding, the reaction mm. or the feedback 
initially and i think i then advocate for more openness and mm. just like understanding and coming from a place where i get you um i might not be the best resource for other people like people to seek help from me but i completely get you like mm-hmm. that acceptance from if someone else is going through something in the spectrum of mental health yeah yeah no i love how you really that really came full circle for you and i see where your question is coming of how others impact you your own kind of journey and it's not something i've never really thought about until now where i'm like whoa yeah it actually has really impacted and i mean um it, so i when i think of it when i i didn't really i never really shared with friends until a bit later but i first mm-hmm. started sharing with my parents and at first the reaction was like non-existent it was mm-hmm. either anger or it was non-existent like mm-hmm. um like yeah no it, it it was not like when i this was in it was in high school and mm-hmm. i think it was the first time i ever kind of tried to reach out mm-hmm. and it was just like not met with what it should have been um mm-hmm. also my my experiences were also they did usually like one of them was i had gotten really high and like had a panic attack mm-hmm. and this whole thing happened and it was met with anger rather than she probably needs help because for me it was mm-hmm. like the substance use was a huge thing and i don't yeah. know how they no one really saw it but i mean i guess i was good at hiding it they were maybe a bit naive mm-hmm. um but yeah no it was always met with yeah, that was met with anger. Then it, another time, so this, because this gets pretty heavy or deeper, it can be. Yeah. Um, but in high school, in grade twelve, I had dated me and this the ex that I had at the time. Mm-hmm. Very very toxic relationship. We would like hook up. Emo- it was like a lot of emotional, not yeah. physical abuse, but a lot of emotional trauma to each other we would cheat on each other get back together it was terrible and one night something had happened and i was just like that's it i'm gonna kill myself i'm gonna eat this bottle of tylenol so i did that ended up going to the hospital had to drink a bunch of charcoal and then what was met like nothing happened after no counseling no support nothing was given to me nobody talked about it and that was like okay I guess like this is something I should be ashamed of but I also then from that came a lot of anger because I was like I then also started to get angry at my parents because I'm like well you've done this to me why aren't you helping me sort of thing and then that changed over time and it started to come like okay well you know I just think they actually don't understand and I need to be the this path of speaking about it and to Mm -hmm. this day and this has been a this has been a long journey like this Mm -hmm. I'm 27 now this I started probably talking about it when I was tried to reach out when I was 16 maybe Mm -hmm. or no actually no 14 when I was 14 more than a decade now more than 13 years yeah and now it's only starting to be where in more recent years where my mom will say to me like oh you've helped expand my mind and my emotions and understand whereas before there was zero understanding um but it, it it's kind of i'm now at a place where like the i feel like others reactions don't impact me as mm-hmm. much for sure i actually choose not to speak about something sometimes because i know 
the reaction I'll get. And I'm like, I don't want that reaction. Like this, this serves no purpose for you. And Mm -hmm. like, there's no reason for me to even share or talk about it because you know, the reaction is going to be terrible. That also comes to like, that relates back to substance abuse. Whenever I say like, Oh, I don't drink. Mm -hmm. People are like, Oh, why? My God, why don't you drink? Or like if suicide comes up or like feeling like suicide ideation or something, people are like, Oh, like, are you okay? Like I fucking hate that reaction. (laughs) Yeah. I get that. And I, I will choose to avoid it because I don't, I'm like, I don't want to be pitied. I'm not strong or courageous. I'm just being real mm-hmm. and honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely when you said like, you know, how much it, I, that probably is why I'm speaking about it. I do speak about it because I was like, wow, no one spoke about it to me. Yeah. I didn't understand. No one's speaking about it. So mm-hmm. you can't expect others to talk about it. you. It's like it, there's, it comes a time when you, it clicks and yeah. you're like, I have to be the one. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I see as soon as I didn't even realize that really I've never really articulated that but hearing your story really made me see that Mm -hmm. that it's like and there was that click yeah and I think in terms of like communication in terms of anything around mental health it's just taken either like the reaction as you said he was like oh are you okay yeah I'm like okay I get that like I know you want us to be safe and like because they don't understand to what extent we are talking about Mm -hmm. but I think there's also a very almost negative thought in terms of okay this is funny so in terms of like mental health is a process it's a journey Mm -hmm. and not everyone and obviously when they come from the perspective of oh are you all right they don't know on which part of the journey you're in yeah because sometimes that that might be that might be a correct response that might you know, be a correct response. Yeah. Sometimes it is. and But I think that's the default human mm-hmm. reaction mm-hmm. to, like, that's the, that's basically, I think that's how society tells us to react to things, which is, which is completely fine. This is valid that I'm not saying that aspect of it. But I think in terms of just communicating, and I think I'm going to talk about my parents again. Um, but like recently I was having a conversation with my mother and my father actually in terms of how like there was like health issues and she was just concerned about like she's obviously I'm away from her and she was concerned like are you okay are you taking care of your health and blah 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 and she knows that I have anxiety um she she understands that I have that so she was like Akanksha just like try and cure it and I'm like and I get it that like I know she might not understand (laughs) this but I told her that it's a process like I had to like educate her in terms of saying Mm -hmm. it's a process yeah it's not something that's gonna go away or it's gonna be like oh I take a pill and it's gone Mm -hmm. it's not it's one it's not a disease um and and I when I told her that I'm seeking help in the best way possible and if I feel like like and I almost approached it in a way of reassurance mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep which I think if I was like for example if I ever have kids like I think I would come from that place of reassurance mm-hmm. so I think because like that generation of people don't really understand it I think it's almost like a reverse uh, communication 
that we have to reassure them yeah that yeah, that it's okay that like it's okay we're okay yeah this is okay it's normal it's yeah normal. yeah yeah so it's almost like a reverse conversation yeah where it it's almost like we have to reassure them that we are doing fine and how this process works mm-hmm. and it takes time and it mm-hmm. definitely takes time with yeah. indian parents um just to i think there's always that fear of that unknown mm-hmm. or change mm-hmm. and um well you were talking about like how the initial reaction is anger i feel and and i think i'm more empathetic in terms of like i understand what people's perspective is i, I just work that way like i always put myself in their shoes and saying i think parents in general i think if we are struggling it almost shows as if they are struggling yeah. they reflect their mm. they reflect our struggles in themselves yeah so like and, what did i do yeah. to make you this way exactly yeah. exactly yeah. and then it's and it internalizes in them so that yeah they're almost reacting to themselves yeah rather than reacting to us yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which interesting is, which i think i don't blame them for like as much as i would love to like i would like love to point point someone and say this is the reason that it happened and i and i think i give them the leeway of being human mhm because they have never dealt with that mm-hmm. so i think processing that itself i think they've come a long way yeah, yeah. i i think also um going back to kind of just this idea that we're kind of educating our parents mm-hmm. It's a conversation like I've had this conversation and recognized it with many friends and people always talking for about sure. mental health and it seems that our gen for whatever reason mm-hmm. that this is like a a trait a shared trait among our generation which is interesting because it's even going like cross culturally yeah. like you know it's experienced here as well in India yeah and I've heard it from many different families from many different cultures and it seems like it is such a common um experience for people of our generation that mental health is so much more talked about and mm-hmm. more so than it has ever been before um like to which it kind of blows my mind because it's not like these things didn't exist you know and it's not like it it's not like this is a new human th- experience yeah. it's not i and it it's just sometimes i think it was kind of like talked about either talked about differently or talked the or just really not shared or talked about I at think, all or just normalized or even the fact like I think the internet and social media mm-hmm. plays a Im- big impact on the fact that like it mm-hmm. is really like it is almost fast like it's process like society is processing so much more quicker oh yeah like there's such a, a speed of of information exchange yeah. that I feel like it's almost a reflection of that somehow that our emotions are like mirroring yeah. this uh this infiltration of information. Yeah. And it's weird but I'm like I that I mm-hmm. that has I something that. to do with it but I'm not sure how. But it it's like it very much does. I think and I'm going to blame this on millennials. Like I think being a millennial in itself so Gen Z is a millennial, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, zillennial. <laughs> zillennial. Like, yeah. I don't know. I like it's like so many but at least like in terms of like wh- where we come from in terms of generation even though I think we're like 2 3 years away like in terms What's of that age again 95. Yeah, 2 years. Yeah, 2 years. So it's just I think it translates to how we like we earlier used to 
be on a pace. We have been on a pace where there was no internet. We did have a brief experience of that. Yeah, yeah we know what we, that was. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I have looked into encyclopedias. Like, yeah. And not like just Google stuff. Yeah. Like, that's like, and how we process that, it, like, information. I think we somehow got lost especially millennials somehow got lost in transition of I'm going to process this in a, on my own pace versus how much information I have right now and I how much I have to process it with the speed that I get that information from so by the core value of it we are almost like on a on our own pace which we crave back we, uh, rather we crave you, lo- wait, you lost me why why so, why why is our why are we i think it's that's what i feel so when we had our early experiences mm-hmm. in life it was at a pace where it wasn't bombarded on us no, we no. could have done it and dealt it with our own pace at our own pace, at yes. our own pace right yeah. but the transition or somehow we got lost in the transition that everything now is so bombarded on us yeah and we process our emotions our feelings everything so quickly that we crave that slow pace and i think that's why we go back to the conversations and like um, keeping it slow keeping it like how do you think how do you think it's going to shape the generations below us where they're just they instantly have this fast processing they've don't, they've never experienced the slow pace i think they're well, better felt, off you think so yeah because that's the only thing that they, they know. know yeah so and i'm not blaming it on no, being no 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 millennials because millennials are giving shit about everything it, it just then. so happens that this is the, the yeah, divide that we've grown up in we yeah. were present for the shift from taking it slow, slow versus to taking it really really fast. everything at once because yeah. If I look myself, like, for example, I'm going to be 25 now. So if I was 25 during the generation that was slow, I would have a complete different perspective on mental health now in the terms of how slow I would have absorbed information. I wouldn't have known many of the things that I know now, but I wouldn't have been able to process them because I don't know them. If I was like 25 back when things were slow... Like if for wow, example, that's a that's a really good that's really interesting. I you you you've got me thinking hard about that. That's really interesting. I think too much. <laughs> no no no. That's I love that perspective because that's so that I mean that's yeah that makes so much so sense. So I wouldn't have processed all no, that. No, and that's why our parents didn't process it. Yeah, because so I think that's the, why the information just wasn't readily available, and or, now the information is in your face that yeah. we're like, whoa, that's what's going on. And exactly. the generation below us, they'll already know. Yeah. Even at younger ages. Absolutely. They. That's why I think they are far much... Like, I think they, they'll have their own struggles. They'll of have course. their own... But the, uh, then I think it's... It's, I think, the accessibility of information, mm-hmm. the openness, the awareness, everything in that aspect. I think it's a better... Um, it's, it's almost like they have it in their hands and they... The ability to use it. So how, how can we, how do you think we can, so let's move this kind of conversation. I know it's getting 35 minutes. We can I think go, we can go on. We can go on a bit. Yeah. Um, how do we move the conversation more to like, how do we process that information? How do we move to like more he- healing of mental health? Which I think the beginning mm-hmm. of it is talking about it and just being yeah. more aware and open. Mm-hmm. And what is that next step? What do you think that next step is? I think it's just the conversation around it. Like you having... Think- just the conversation and I think that's what I think that's what 
mindset, at least where I come from, it puts me back to that slow mindset of if I'm having a conversation with someone, it's to the pace where I can understand things. Yes, yes. It puts me in a pace where I can go back and say, oh, I still don't understand this. Can we go back on this again? How do you how do you think the generation the next generation is going to process things. I think that's why they're going to struggle with it because it's so much information. They're going to struggle with the amount of information. Yeah, because then it leads to confusion because they don't have time to process A when they already have shifted to B. Mm. And then they question as to oh whether I'm A or am I B. So how so how can we as a society and I'm I'm posing it because I don't have an a, I don't have an answer. I, I just think I, yeah, I feel like it's well. a good maybe this is like another podcast episode we do like how can we move forward with healing because it, it this very much integrates like so many different parts of life right mm-hmm. because you know you you in order to heal in one area you kind of have to heal in all of them you know mm-hmm. like. And because the internet is so intertwined with it, right? Like it's fucked, but it is. Yeah, it is. You can't. You, you, you get can't, away you from can't it. get away from it. Just just the fact that the communication is so instantaneous with COVID making it even more remote and more oh, more disconnected but connected somehow. Somehow, yeah. Um, that this like and it that even interjects with marketing because you know marketing data and analytics it's happening so fast. It's changed, and that so also. Much because that the process of information is happening so much so we're just overwhelmed so much more which creates more stress and mental health difficulties how can we get to a place of healing and how can we deal with this world where the information is just so much (laughs) (laughs) like you know and i think that's a really important conversation to have of like yes it starts with talking but then what are the next steps what are the next steps because Mm -hmm. i really think it's it's which i find this is what i find the hardest part is actually putting all your words into into actions Mm -hmm. that is the fucking hard part i and i don't know how much i like i think i i don't know like i think this is definitely a conversation that we can have like for another podcast yeah let's 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 do that yeah for sure um in terms of just knowing like maybe like having like a plan or like mm-hmm. a roadmap of mm-hmm. something which not just helps us but like helps others and mm-hmm. it the most in the most adaptable form because as we said in the beginning it's so different like even though we're feeling the same thing the journeys are so similar yet different everyone's mm-hmm. on their own path yeah. everyone's on their own phases of their journeys and it's but, so interesting yeah. to just look at it in a way where what can we do next? Yeah, well, because I think it's it's maybe like the tools, many different, the same tools can be used for different different situations yeah. and different experiences. Yeah. And it's a matter of kind of, yeah, like working on those and working towards them, integrating them in your life and stuff. Yeah, definitely another podcast episode. For sure. Because I think we're both very interested. Yeah, in yeah, no, we are. Like that, we're I feel so like it's posed, it's, it's posed a really big question mark in my head now. I'm like, wow, I really have to think about that. Yeah. Because... I mean, I have thought about it, but I don't, it's, it's actually, I find the conversations I tend to get stuck in are the, like, what is your experience with it? Like, you know, how have you struggled? Yeah. And not as much having the, okay, well, how have you changed from it? How have you grown from it? True. And yeah. that's, that's, I feel like part of, that's, that's part a of it. Yeah. That yeah. needs to happen more as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. 
the next, next episode. Next either time. on the next episode or we like in the future. In the future, yeah. we like we we'll add it to the we'll add it to the to list, list of topics. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's yeah definitely growing. Yeah, but yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, if you're still listening, if there's someone out there who's listening, yeah, if there's someone out there who's listening, we love you so much. We appreciate you. We and appreciate I think, you. Yeah, and I think if you can be part of our journey. Mm-hmm. And that's like if something that you want to share with us, yeah, please. let us know. Yeah, no, we would actually love that. Love like, that. We would like, love because that. we love to talk. Yeah, we love to talk. <laughs> so I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. So. so yeah, reach out to us on Instagram or yeah. through like what else do we have? I think right now it's just Instagram. Just do that. Yeah. Just DM us on this Instagram. Yeah. If you hear this, if you hear our podcast, and I don't mm. know how you're gonna listen to it right now, yeah. but if you hear to it and you want to share your experience or just your feedback, yeah. love yeah, that. Sure. And yeah, like subscribe, give us ratings. Thanks. You know, yeah, if you all like that it, shebang. yeah, because you know it helps the algorithm. It helps that. Oh yeah, the helps market. the marketing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, okay. So, yeah, then All we'll right. talk next time. Yeah, until next time. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and read the podcast. Share it with friends and family and follow us on Instagram at type A type K. And we'll talk to you next time.